What the If is brought to you by listeners like you, thanks to our Patreon members, patreon.com slash whattheif. Go there now and find out how you can become a member and get all kinds of cool rewards. And thank you for supporting our mission for science education and science fun. Welcome to What the If. Broken Dinosaur Edition. That's just a tease. That's just a tease. We're going to get to our, our guests in just a second. Um, but Broken Dinosaur, Matt, that might be a, like a, a good band name. It would be a good band name. I'd wear a t-shirt yeah. that said Broken Dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, the logo um, would be fantastic. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, Matt Stanley, professor. Professor Matthew Stanley of the New York University of New York City. Of New York. Yeah. Historian of science. Mm -hmm. As of today, yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. Write in if this is the first time you've heard of a historian of science. I didn't know they existed. It is not unusual. Um, I, I am like a new species that a paleontologist comes across. And they're like, yes. what is this thing? Yeah. Um, so I should say, I actually have to be kind of careful how I identify myself to people when I first meet them. Because I have to, I have to evaluate, is this a person I want to explain what a historian <laughs> of science is? <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah. should I just fake it? <laughs> That's funny. Um yeah, and hopefully, paleo, you wouldn't. No one wants to be in something that paleontologists are learning about, because that would um, mean I think you didn't that make is it. A good point. Yeah, that's right. right. You are probably Although, extinct. We can ask our guests about that coming up. Is that is does the paleontologist jurisdiction stop at birth? You know, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we also have, as we always do, she's making a face because I really went off the rails. Gabby Panicia. <laughs> <laughs> of uh, Rockefeller University. Gabby is a virologist. And uh, write in also if this is the first time you've heard of a virologist. Although I'm guessing these days yeah, it is not the first time. Yeah, there was kind of a global pandemic that made my job a little bit more in demand. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slightly more ubiquitous these days. Yeah. Um, and how are things going over there at Rockefeller? You've been doing some exciting things. Everything's still going well in the yeah, lab. Yeah, can't. Can't complain. I mean, I feel like I was about to say, like, nothing's on fire, but then I, like, am terribly superstitious, so I don't want to jinx that. So nothing's on fire, asterisk, knock on wood. Um, Yeah, everything's going okay. (laughs) All right. Very good. Very good. And now it's time to bring in our guests. In fact, I have, I'm, I've, there's a piece of music I've used. It was, we have the, uh, the What the If players over here, and they're an incredibly versatile band. And uh, they love this piece so much, and it doesn't get played that often during the show. So I'm going to repurpose this piece of music again. Some of you may know it. Some of you love it. Uh, it's also now going to become our new guest. Welcome our guests music because we want to welcome our guests, Sabrina and Garrett. Come on down. Um, <laughs> Sabrina and Garrett from the amazing podcast, I Know Dino. How are you guys? Sabrina, how's it going? <laughs> I'm loving the music. I guess we are out west, so maybe this music is fitting. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I guess that's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I could think. I could imagine like a dinosaur hoedown. Yeah. That'd be kind of oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. There is something called a dino shindig. Yep. Out in <gasps> oh. Montana. Well, it, it's a big dance, I assume. I think they might include a dance. I think so. At the end, it's sort of oh, like okay. it's a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That's pretty Excellent. exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Um, you guys have been doing I Know Dino for eight years. Yep. I think you told me. Is that correct? That's mm-hmm. impressive. Um, yeah, I'm, here's, the little, here's a little blurb I got about you guys, and then you guys can, inter- you can take it further. Um, uh, Garrett and Sabrina are a husband and wife team and the dinosaur enthusiast behind I Know Dino. Here's my favorite part because I'm in movies. Oh, by the way, I'm Phil Shane. I'm a documentary filmmaker, so you'll hear why I like this, because it's about movies. Growing up, Garrett and Sabrina were both heavily influenced by movies such as Land Before Time, classic, and Jurassic Park, even more classic. (laughs) And now they love dinosaurs so much, they even had a dinosaur-themed wedding. That is amazing. (laughs) That, That calls for... 
Yeah. <laughs> Celebratory. We should have had that music at the wedding. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Did you have dinosaur dancers at the wedding? No. Oh. Well, kind of. We had flamingos, right? Oh. We got married really? at a zoo, mm-hmm. and there was like a flamingo oh, wow. thing. I don't know if they were dancing per se, but they were slowly wandering away from the camera when we wanted them in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah, they're good, they're good at that. That's funny. That's I think funny. that counts, yeah. Now, how long a discussion was it before you actually decided, yes, we're going ahead with the dinosaur-themed wedding? Because I mentioned between you two, it was, an, it was definitely. But then how many were you nervous about other people that you had to well, bring Well, we did board? have to convince my mom specifically. Yeah, between us, we're like, yes, dinosaur wedding, <laughs> done. Obviously. And then my mom said, what do you mean you're having a dinosaur party? You haven't had a dinosaur party since you were six. <laughs> <laughs> She's, you should have said, yeah, but now it's monetized. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at that point, what was it? I think we had the website, but we started the podcast like a few months later. Yeah. So I guess huh? technically, we probably had Google ads on the site making a couple pennies. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I'm sure people are, I hadn't thought of it, but I'm sure people are monetizing their weddings. That's got to be happening. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that that pretty much solidifies your, your absolute love for dinosaurs. I think that is, I mean, you literally brought dinosaurs into your love. <laughs> so that's True. quite beautiful, quite beautiful, into a sacred uh, ceremony. Um, and so uh, today, uh, I'm going to ask uh, Gabby to explain what the if is for anyone who, like Garen and Sabrina, may be encountering what the if for the first time. And then, and then we'll talk about what it is. We, we announce the, um, what's coming up as soon as Gabby tells us, little, little brings us all up to speed, as we say in the business. Um, we will then be introducing the if with great ceremony and fanfare so, so that everyone knows it's coming. So why, why do we have, what is all this, this sort of these safety protocols we're doing here, Gabby? Yeah, so uh, at what the if, essentially we pick one thing, that's our if to change about the universe. Uh, and so that could be, what if gravity worked the other way? Uh, what if it rained sideways all the time? Whoa. Like, it's just random things like that. And then we follow that out as far as it can go to its sort of logical extreme. Sometimes we break the universe along the way, um, but hopefully you listeners will sort of pick up some cool science or maybe just get some entertainment out of it. Indeed, indeed. And so the if this week comes from a great wealth of knowledge that Sabrina and Garrett have about dinosaurs. And um, Sabrina is also in a, a uh, uh, group I run with uh, Patreon, small group. We love to have you. If, by the way, if, if you are a science podcaster listening and you are on Patreon, um, Sabrina and I and others are in a group called the uh, Science Podcasters A Club, they call it. I think it originally began for accountability group or something and then they were like well group is no good so group became club and then they were like accountability club maybe that's too weird and then it just became a for, has i don't know that it has any uh explanation whatsoever sounds better uh, than b club yeah, the b club. yeah exactly yes, nobody exactly. wants to be in b club yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> or it's a club it's like oh, it's a club anyway the science podcasters a club look it up on patreon or contact us and i'll, I'll let you know about it if you're a science podcaster on patreon but uh, we were talking about dinosaurs, and uh, I wanted to have uh, Sabrina and Garrett on the show. And I asked Sabrina, "What, um, you know, what, what if might we pursue on the show?" And uh, you mentioned Sabrina that uh, you and Garrett have, as do scientists in the paleontology world, have a lot of knowledge about dinosaur injuries. Is that correct? And what? Why would you know such a thing? It's very strange. Oh, because. The gory details are awesome to read about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it gets fossilized in their bones, a lot of their injuries, which is kind of crazy, but there's a lot of injuries that really get in there and cause well, some serious skeletal changes. Also makes you think like, oh, what horrific pain they endured for however mm-hmm. long. And sometimes they died from it. Sometimes they healed. It's like, can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and so what you're saying is it's literally, so we, we can all envision dinosaur skeletons and we can see them at the, first of all, people should know this again, but I, I like to bring it down to the very basics. Just, you don't know who's listening. Maybe young children are listening that you see dinosaurs in the museum and they're all, they, they're all put back together. 
Mm-hmm. So you see a dinosaur standing up, for instance, with his arms up and his mouth open and things like that. But uh, prior to that, they were in the ground, right? So, uh, and what you're saying is when they find the dinosaur bones in the ground, you can, and you were saying, Garrett, that the fossilized, is it that the, the, um, the muscles are fine? Like if it, was an in, if it was a broken bone, clearly we would see that. Mm-hmm. But you're saying there's other injuries, even perhaps more subtle than that, that get yeah. fossilized. For- for preparing for this, I came up with a list of some of the paleopathologies, and I think it ended up being like 11 or so categories. There's wow. so many different types of injuries that fossilize in different ways. Things as simple as like that you would never think would fossilize, like a blood infection sometimes ends up showing up in a bone when it translates, you know, because a bone, a blood infection can turn into a bone infection, and then that bone infection grows in a specific way and by comparing it to modern animals that have these sorts of growths in their bones we can figure out like oh it probably had this type of infection oh wow that's super interesting that's wild that is amazing that is amazing what i love about that is it takes us back to it really makes the past come alive in a Mm -hmm. way like you suddenly start imagining that we can try to imagine dinosaurs as alive you know and that's why in the museums they try to make them pose them as if they're active you know feeding or fighting or sleeping. Um, but uh, this kind of thing, it's so personal in a way, um, almost so intimate. <laughs> like yeah. you get to know this creature yeah. as, as an individual. Um, that's really, that's really interesting. So um, we then imagined, we thought, well, how do, wh- what could we do for, for if? And, and coming up with a, an if, as we call it, and the show is called What the If, and the if is the thing, the scenario that we're creating. Uh, it's a little bit like an incantation, you know, <laughs> Uh, hence the fanfare that's coming up uh, because, you know, you, you got to pose it properly. Or uh, these days, if anyone's playing around as you should be with all the new artificial intelligence apps that are out there or websites, you know, it's like uh, incredible websites where you can have art, you know, you can say, give me a picture of the pyramids on the moon and instantly it's printed. Um, and uh, other things. They, what you you create those things with a prompt. You're essentially asking the computer, "Show me this." And so this is why what we create has to. Uh, we wanted to uh, to do that properly for us. And so what we're asking this week is, what the if you were the chief resident, as in doctor, young doctor, in a dinosaur hospital? be like house maybe you're like house or what are all those other shows i'm so old the shows that come to mind are like sane elsewhere things like that general hospital remember that it's a soap opera i think it's like general hospital (laughs) it's a soap opera um what are the other weirdly yeah i was gonna say weirdly this is a very appropriate time to do this because i think all of like the med students just got matched for their residencies today. Oh, was that right? <laughs> oh, wow. Or, or like yesterday or something like that. So like instead of getting, you know, like NYU Langone, you got Dinosaur Hospital. <laughs> yes. yes. Your, what? your residency match. That is fantastic. That is that fantastic. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, dinosaur Hospital. Not, you know, not meaning not that it's run by dinosaurs, but it's, well, it's a place for I mean, dinosaurs. There may be dinosaurs on mm-hmm. the staff, which we can get to that. But there's a place for dinosaurs to come in when they're injured. And so, um, thinking about uh, the the past, uh, Sabrina and Garrett, where might you locate uh, a dinosaur hospital? Like, where would have been one of the most densely populated, with the greatest need of dinosaurs? Mm. That's a very good and, question. Uh, there's different periods of time, of course. So choose one. It's up to you. But I would say, well, in the Triassic, there were a lot of other crazy things. The Triassic was a crazy <laughs> time period with lots of non-dinosaurs but a lot of stuff people sort of lump in with dinosaurs because they look like super weird extinct creatures so if you wanted to focus just on dinosaurs you'd probably pick the jurassic or the cretaceous and the cretaceous had the largest variety of different types of dinosaurs Mm because that was the last time so they had the most time to evolve into different groups that's where you get t-rex yep that's where you get t-rex that's where you get the ceratopsians and and chylosaurs, which are my favorites. So I would pick the Cretaceous because it's the only time period that has my favorite. So what, Hell, Hell Creek Formation area? <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, and that's which states again? That's like Montana, Wyoming, probably some Colorado. But it's it would have been anywhere in North America, probably, right before the asteroid hit. 
I guess, is when most right, people's so, favorite dinosaurs are. <laughs> okay, so that's good. So we get our Tyrannosaurus and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it strikes me as the chief resident of the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. This creates certain challenges for me, is I'm going to need to be able to take care of both a Tyrannosaur, which, what is that way? 10 tons, 20 tons? Yes, yeah, like 10, um, 8, 10. And is 20 feet high, as well <laughs> as, who are those little jobbers? The Compsomagus or whatever I'm thinking of those little Compos tiny ones. Is that That's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Um, as well as those tiny little ones, right? Um, so how do I organize my hospital for such a huge <laughs> range of critters? Also, let me just ask, I'm just curious, because I don't know exactly. What, what would the chief resident's job be? What is a chief resident? Oh. I don't know. He's I a mean, Christ. Doctor in training? Yeah, of. basically. You're kind of the yeah. doctor in training, plus the residents sort of get the short end of the straw because they're right. the baby doctors, so that like th- they do kind of get thrown at everything as part of a training thing, but also they right. kind of right, right, right. get stuck with the really, really long shifts. It's sort of this like, I don't exactly want to call it, call it the four-year hazing ritual of medical school, but yeah, but yeah, like it's one of these things that starts off really crappy and then it gets slowly better as like, you advance in seniority and you have fewer 24-hour shifts or <laughs> fewer shifts that start at like two in the morning. So Right. Good. So that, yeah, that totally makes sense. So in other words, our chief resident, uh, should we give them a name? What, what kind of name would they have? You know, back in the, back, I'm, the names were probably different back in dinosaur days, especially since there were no, let's clarify, there were no humans back then, <laughs> unfortunately. That's fact. But for the for the sake of our experiment, there. Um, let's do uh, Doctor Anning, named after Mary Anning, the pioneering paleontologist who finds Excellent. lots and lots of classical dinosaur species. Ah, fantastic, like Doctor Anning, Doctor Anning, and the hospital itself. I was thinking, what what would be someone you would name the hospital itself? Be such Ooh. and such a memorial. Uh, oh. kind of. There's, I mean, we've got a lot of fa- famous paleontologists that we like a lot. Huxley. Oh, Huxley's a good oh, one. He was the, basically Huxley. the first person to notice that dinosaurs or birds are probably evolved from dinosaurs back in the 1800s. Ah, that's good. And woo. he was trained as a doctor too, so that's perfect. Yeah. Now, is, Matt, is that the, that's the Hux, Aldous Huxley that you wrote about? No, or no, his grand his grandfather, yeah, Thomas grandfather. Henry Huxley. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize they were related. That's fascinating. Yes, isn't that cool? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Matt has a book. I'll give a shout out to Matt. Has a book called. Huxley's Huxley's Thump- Church and Maxwell's Demon. If you want to know more about Thomas yes. Henry Huxley, yeah. by cool. Matthew Stanley. All right, so it's Huxley Memorial, and uh, sorry, the doctor's name again, Doctor Anning. Doctor Anning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Doctor Anning, and Doctor Anning gets a call, and uh, we've got a Tyrannosaurus. And what was the Tyrannosaurus injury, Matt, that you were uh, imagining need, needing help with? Oh, I don't know. What kind of? So this is the the question. What kind of injuries do tyrannosaurs get? So maybe the most interesting Tyrannosaurus injury is uh, being bit by another Tyrannosaurus on the face to the point where like a a tooth of the other Tyrannosaur has gone through the jaw of the T-Rex, which is now injured, and it now has like a hole in its head from being bit. Wow, that's hardcore. That would be a foul if it was a, if it was a sanctioned yeah. competition. <laughs> the common injury work. that Tyrannosaurus have. <laughs> That's amazing! Wow. And is this and so, like a, a common injury? Like, yeah. as a as a resident, have I seen half a dozen of these? Probably, because mm-hmm. I think probably during mating season, I would presume this is happening yeah. a lot as mm. they're competing and trying to scare off the you know the beta and gamma males, the alphas <laughs> emerging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having lived in a fraternity for a little while, I, I can attest that that, that still happens. Biting of teeth and all. A lot of face biting. (laughs) At the University of Maryland, anyway. Shout out to uh, Zeta Psi. Yeah, I don't know if they want that shout out. No, no, it's all right. It's all right. Face biters. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Great team. Great team. All right, so so we're going up. So yeah, so we got a face injury. So um, Matt, you were saying, okay, now we have an issue here, which is first of all, how does the uh, we can go all the way back to the the ambulance. In other words, first they have to be transported. Okay. So this can help us understand how uh, Sabrina and Gary can help us understand how big is a Tyrannosaurus Rex and how big a ambulance are we going to need? Yeah. So <laughs> bigger it, than what we have today. And <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I should ask a clarifying question: Is this hospital going to be entirely indoors, mm. or are we ah, expanding to a sort of outdoor oh, a- sort of <laughs> area? <laughs> that's a good point. 
I think whatever works, right? Like yeah. whatever it takes in order to run the dinosaur clinic, if it means that everything is basically in elephant houses, like at a zoo, then we do that. If it's better to run it outside, then we do that. Here's where I'm leaning on the dinosaur experts because if you're like, yeah, no way you're getting a T-Rex in an enclosed space without mm -hmm. it knocking down all four walls, <laughs> then he's going to be treated outside. Yeah. Although for, ster for sterility purposes, I think you would want it indoors. Gabby, is that sort of yeah. direction, actually. I guess it depends a little yeah. bit, right? Guess, yeah. like, for example, with your, your T-Rex with a, a tooth in its face, did they tend to heal from these? Like, could he walk away? Or was like, this was like, you're, you're going into surgery right now. Or like, can you wait in like the lobby outside for like a little minute? Like when, when you break an arm and they make you sit there for like Yeah, yeah triage. Like, triage yeah. There's a triage yeah. area. The triage like, area Like, can you stick outside. them in triage? Does he have to go yeah. right into surgery? Like, what's... I'm thinking it can wait because we've seen a lot of them with heels, like healed. Part of the way you know if it died from the injury or it's like an actual injury that it healed from or survived is if you can see like the bone remodeling after the fact. Wow. And yeah, fortunately, a lot of them seem to have healed. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's probably waiting in that. It's probably waiting the one the that's lobby. been there like eight hours. Like, can right. I please? I'm <laughs> right. bleeding out of the face. I would really oh, like to be treated. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. Okay, so we'll say so. So our our, our tyrannosaurus uh, is waiting in triage, and who's coming in ahead of him? Who's getting right through? Oh, there are a lot of more serious injuries. I'm thinking. So one in interesting injury is an allosaurus, which got into a fight with a stegosaurus and the stegosaurus has impaled it i think in the pelvis yeah with Oof. its spike but we're now we're in a different time oh that's true now oh shoot yeah now we're in the morrison <laughs> like <laughs> 70 80 million years earlier <laughs> okay so well so Awkward. this is something that dr uh, i keep forgetting her name dr anning mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. dr anning would have learned about in in school right so they would have, would have oh, that's right. Yeah, so it would be in the textbooks, even. Yeah, true. Yeah. Jeez, the old textbook, eighty million year old. Yeah, some of them still feel that way. So you know, it's all good. Um, but I guess uh, there cool. there may have been other things which could have left a foreign object inside, you know, a vital part of the body. Yes. <laughs> Let's say, like maybe a tooth closer to important organs. Mm. Or large chunks of flesh missing due to yeah. being bitten. Those sorts of things, I think, are probably the serious injuries. All right. So there seems to be an interesting theme here of teeth left behind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that, I don't know, is that specifically a dinosaur thing? Like dinos tended to leave behind things? Or is that an accident of fossilization or what? It, it's probably a little bit of both. One of the cool things about teeth is, with dinosaur teeth, is they shed teeth like crazy. Sort of like if you think of a shark where they constantly have new teeth coming in. Mammals are actually pretty weird in that we only have two sets of teeth. Most animals have lots of sets of teeth. And some dinosaurs had new teeth as often as every 30 days. So they were just dropping teeth everywhere. And teeth do fossilize really well because the dentin is really good for being preserved. Um, but yeah, the teeth often get preserved with fossils. And there's also often tooth marks that you can detect because you can see like the the pattern of the serrations on a T-Rex tooth. And then you can match that up to a bone and do like some paleo sleuthing. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out whatever. <laughs> it's like the exact opposite of like the ice, the icicle as like the murder weapon. Like yeah. the teeth are ubiquitous <laughs> and extremely easy to match. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> to the point where like you'll find teeth with a skeleton. You're like, well, we don't really know if it got bitten or if it was just a dinosaur walking by that happened to just lose a tooth because that was happening all the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 It does make me think that the dentistry clinic at the hospital is very busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very busy. Either very busy yeah. or very not busy because they're like, eh, just wait a week and you'll get a new tooth. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. So, so every room has a, a bucket for teeth. Yeah. <laughs> right. Chuck the teeth in after every operation. That's awesome. Ping. Yeah. So what's an, what's another what's a injury that might have happened within this uh, more within this era? The Cretaceous. Um, a cool one is uh, my favorite dinosaur, Ankylosaurus, 
as I've already mentioned. Mm. It has, uh, it's the one, if you're not familiar, it was in the first Jurassic World movie. It's got a big club tail. It was bashing around those little glass it, it's spheres. often called a living tank because it's so heavily armored. Uh, yeah. And like wow. really the only way you could injure it is if you could somehow flip it onto its belly. Yeah, sort of like a tortoise, but if a tortoise had spikes and then a massive like club bat and, as a tail. And weighed uh, how many tons? A lot of tons. <laughs> Five, wow. maybe. So a, a <laughs> tortoise, if it was much cooler, like yeah. everything you described. <laughs> yeah, it's fair to say. <laughs> Would the tortoise be descended from such a creature? Or no, tortoises, thing? actually, turtles are one of the weirdest unknowns in paleontology. Like, we don't know when they split off from other reptiles. And mm-hmm. it's like, that could have been like right before dinosaurs or might have been a little longer ago. We don't really know. They've been around right. for a long time. Though. Yeah. Crocodiles, though. Crocodiles are very close relatives of dinosaurs. Not quite descended. The only descended living things from dinosaurs are birds. Mm. Right, right, right. Amazing. Okay, so so coming into the hospital in more emergency mode, gonna, while well, Ty- Tyrannosaurus waiting in the waiting room is going to have to be like, oh, <laughs> another one. Um, you know, he's stuck watching CNN and the on the TV and... <laughs> Uh, or DNN. Ha, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, uh, would, would, would it be an ankylosaurus that was injured or, or a victim of an ankylosaurus? Probably a victim. What, there's this cool yeah. dinosaur named Zool, which was discovered in amazing preservation. It's named after the Ghostbusters monster, if any of you recognize that that name (laughs) one of my favorite paleontologists victoria arbor named that one and up in the royal ontario museum in canada it was actually found just south south of the border in montana um but anyway getting sidetracked she named it zool and the species name is hard to say but it's something like kriravastator which means destroyer of shins in latin (laughs) (laughs) and it came from this probable hypothesis that these ankylosaurs with these big club tails could swing their tail hard enough to basically shatter the shin of an attacking tyrannosaur or other large predator. So yeah, that would probably be one of the first ones in line, something with a shattered leg, especially a bipedal animal. If you can't walk, you can't eat, you can't do anything. Okay, that's right. So you'll have to wheel them in. (laughs) Um, I should say, do we have lots of skeletons, um, of fossilized skeletons with these kinds of injuries? I don't think we've found a shattered shin of uh, Mm. anything. No. And it would probably kill it. So it would be one of those where it doesn't Mm. heal. And then there's always the question of, well, did the bone break before or after the animal died? So the ones that heal, we have a much better idea of like, that's a real injury. Something like a shattered bone. It's like, oh, it could have been shattered by an animal or maybe it just something stepped on it after it died. Yeah. Best guess. Right. Right. All right. Okay. So um, treatment for the shattered shin. Um, First thing is we've got to do some pain control, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Uh Um, so what kind of drugs and how much do we need to give a dinosaur? I should and have I looked up if poppies had evolved at that point. And how big is this? How big, I just want to imagine sort of size of a truck, size of a... Yeah, I guess you uh, could say maybe a, a bus. bus. It's sort of weird because okay. dinosaurs are very skinny. Like if you do a length, it's misleading because they're like half tail. And the tail isn't really that uh, big. Hmm. But yeah, it's yeah. like eight tons. So yeah, yeah. it's big. Yeah. It's like you'd need one of those. I guess it, it is like 40 feet long, including the tail. So unless you have the tail hanging off the end, you basically need like something as long as a semi, mm-hmm. like a full length flatbed thing yeah. to lay yeah. it on. Oh, I could see that. I could see that. And I, I imagine the the treatment rooms or the surgery rooms, they'd be more akin to like a airplane hangar. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I think that'd be a good strategy. Yeah, and actually, airplanes. I mean, you know, it's comparable kind of thing, right? We have to work on big things, so we put them in these mm-hmm. big spaces. Um, and so, so they're going to treat the uh, angle. So the pain control, you're saying, what well, and the poppies because with opiates. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, give? that's yeah. your go-to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am what do, rapid fire attempting to to read a like skim a paper and see if they were even around. Uh, then, because I think oh, yeah. it's like, what, I think eight million years ago. We got to get to 60, 
Six. Six million, yeah. Yeah, so maybe not, but there's probably something else that works. You know, yeah. nature tends to be a little redundant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, you could ferment some alcohol and just make it pass out. Just get it drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Stop by the dinosaur brewery on the way in. Um, I was going to bring up, right? So, yeah. you know, as far as treating a T-Rex, right, we might be able to take our knowledge of, like, chickens at all, anything that's descended from the theropod dinosaurs and work backwards. Mm -hmm. But something like an ankylosaur, we don't really have anything comparable to that, right? Like there's nothing that from that lineage that still survives. So what's kind of our best guess? Are we like just going off of fossil evidence? Is there like much known? I mean, I'm assuming not much molecularly. There's like only a small amount that survives, but is it just kind of a thing where we're going to be working kind of crude medicine? You can't give this dinosaur like dinosaur. Well, penicillin will work anyway. But you can't give them like dinosaur heart medicine mm. unless you've mm. really poured money into dinosaur heart medicine. <laughs> yeah, are we a research hospital? Or are we? <laughs> right. Yes. So like this is going to probably wind up being not very targeted treatments, right? This is going to be a little bit more of a battlefield kind of hospital scenario. Yeah. It also depends on, because I I was looking up, what do people go to the hospital most for? And one of the things is chest pain. But does a dinosaur even realize it's having chest pain? And does it communicate that and seek the hospital? (laughs) I think given what they eat, indigestion might be a common uh, (laughs) situation, you know. uh, so here's what I imagine: the uh, um, our our chief resident uh, runs into the sort of uh, main office where um, decisions are being made as to what look the, uh, the sort of central hub where they they keep track of all the things that are going on in the hospital. And there's a whiteboard on the wall, and the whiteboard lists you know here's here's who we've got in uh, right now. And so, Sabrina, could you help us understand, or do you have favorites of sort of other? We can sort of quickly look at the different injuries that are being treated at the hospital at this moment. Ooh, okay. Well, we've talked about the T-Rex with the uh, tooth in its face. And uh, we I don't know if we decided which dinosaur got injured by the uh, ankylosaurus, but oh, yeah. something something smashed it up real good. Uh, or it got smashed up real good. Uh, <laughs> what else is there? I think there was a recent, was it a hadrosaur, I want to say, that had... Um, it had a few injuries, and I think a tree fell onto it, mm-hmm. and Ooh. and that huh. broke its leg, which made it really difficult to walk, which would be bad for running away from predators, but also hard to f- forage for food, and also just painful overall. Yeah, I think it might have broken its back or hips or something above I the leg too. Like, like most Ooh. of its left side ended yeah. up being broken, and it lived for like six months after. That's amazing. Ah. I think a cool one that's from the time period is the Triceratops. So just like T-Rex were fighting, they also, because they have the big two horns above their eyes, would smash their horns into each other's frills and leave big gouges in their frills. So that's kind of an intense one. And their frills are, so so here's one thing I love is that since we're audio only, I love that we're we're kind of forced to do something, but I think, which I think is kind of cool. The users, the users <laughs> suddenly <laughs> went into com- computer zone. The listeners um, uh, use their imagination. So, this, Sabrina, you mentioned hadrosaurus, is that right? And then Garrett, you can help us visualize a stegosaurus. So, Sabrina, what does a hadrosaurus look like? They're well. They're often called the cows of the Cretaceous because they were very abundant. They did well, <laughs> and uh, they probably fed a lot of other dinosaurs. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> They're the ones that they, um, sometimes they're called duckbill dinosaurs. It's, it's oh, a whole group, yeah. hadrosaurs. So there's a, a bunch of different types. And um, actually, did they have duckbill though? We found out they don't really. Depends who you ask. They kind of, their mouth might have been a little, I like to think of them as horses more than cows. Yeah. It also seems less insulting. <laughs> well, they got the, yeah, like a long <laughs> head. They walk on two legs. They're pretty bulky. Um, they're fairly big, fairly meaty. <laughs> yeah, and and the stegosaurus, I would, I think I can visualize. That's one of the ones, at least I would learn as a kid. But uh, for those who don't know, how what does a stegosaurus look like? That's the one with all the big old plates going down its back, which are actually they grow out of the skin. That's a weird. They're the same as little bumps on a crocodile, but they grow all the way up into huge plates, and <laughs> and they have the spikes on the tail called 
Thagomizers, and that's from a Far Side cartoon. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Paleontologists have a really good sense of humor. So once that cartoon came out, they were like, sure, we'll call it a Thagomizer from now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good name. Uh, and and you were mentioning that the stegosaurus injury, the stegosaurus who's come in has an injury of, he got hit by the uh, ankylosaurus, did you say? And he got hit in the... Uh, in the ankle. You said his frills. What are the frills? Oh, I was saying that triceratops were locking oh, triceratops. horns, basically. Sort of like if you imagine a couple of uh, antelope or any other animal nowadays, basically, that have yeah. antlers. They're always locking antlers. Right. And triceratops yeah. is the one with the, the two big horns on the... On they have... Yeah, three total horns, three which is why yeah. they're triceratops. But one is like a little tiny one by the mouth, and it's like not so important. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the other two on the brows, and then the big uh, frill around the head. Which is, I don't even know how to describe a frill. What is that? Yeah, kind it's of, kind of a... like a shield on their head. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always wondered about that. Is it because it looks just in an image? It looks a little bit like a peacock or something. Mm-hmm. But but is it soft or is it hard? It's hard. Yeah, it was it's made out wow. of bone. Mm-hmm. So that wow. But, Wow. Some, yeah. <laughs> and some of those skulls are six feet long. Yeah, they can be wow. even longer than that. <laughs> yeah. I think some of them I, can yeah, be as, about as big as a car, like uh, the skull alone. Yeah. Wow. So I think in this hospital, I think one of the fun places in the hospital, if I do say so myself, is the maternity ward, right? Mm. So there's got to be a dinosaur maternity ward, even though I, I, now dinosaurs are born with in eggs, mm-hmm. right? Right. Everyone. I guess everyone just watched. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which that reminds me of Game of Thrones or something with dragons giving birth to dragon eggs. Um, But what might the uh, maternity ward look like if you needed such service? It would be mostly for emergencies, I imagine, right? Yeah. Because the normal births, they're fine. Sometimes the eggs get stuck, I think we've heard about. Yeah, it's called being egg bound. That happens to chickens, to Gabby's point about looking to. Birds, that's a very common thing paleontologists do for these sorts of, especially the more bird-like dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Wow. But yeah, they can get the egg can get stuck inside them. And we have found fossilized dinosaurs that seem to have died mm-hmm. from having this egg stuck. Some of the few dinosaurs that we know, those specimens are female. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's really it's hard all... to figure out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That yeah, is super interesting. So we've... yeah, so what do you what do what happens to a chicken who gets egg bound? Are, are there veterinary interventions i don't know i i assume you could pull it out i'm not sure what the process would be yeah again doing that with the t-rex sounds very challenging they say a warm bath and lubricant for a chicken that's egg bound so i guess there's a lot of vaseline around (laughs) a lot (laughs) lot. swimming pools yeah yeah Yeah. huge swimming pool yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's fine it's a truly yeah very fascinating environment that i'm imagining in the maternity ward yeah, yeah. a little a little dangerous and slippery is yeah, yeah. Thought yes. <laughs> probably a lot of calcium supplements around too mm, that's right oh that's true good. yeah i can imagine this is really fascinating because i imagine finding a fossil like that must be incredible because you're learning so much more right you're getting in a sense, two creatures, or I mean, you'd really be learning a lot about the life processes as well as um, the biology and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So that probably means that if we're a, a teaching hospital, when one of these comes in, uh, all the residents get called, right? Mm. Everybody gathers around to watch the, the application of the Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, how big would the eggs be for the dinosaurs? So they basically range i mean the small dinosaurs obviously had basically bird-sized eggs but some of the big ones you could get up to maybe basketball ish size for the spherical ones and then but those were the huge dinosaurs those were like the titanosaurs or the sauropods the long-necked dinosaurs i Mm -hmm. should say um but their eggs weren't really that much bigger than some of the smaller ones and actually possibly the biggest ever eggs came from these dinosaurs that look kind of like Gallimimus in Jurassic Park, if you remember that one. They were the the ones flock like, that are running. They're running through the field, and mm-hmm. then like the mm-hmm. T-Rex mm-hmm. came up and chopped one of them. Uh, <laughs> they hid behind a log, and they're like jumping over. Um, yeah. yeah, those had huge legs that are called Megaulongatulithus, which means like giant egg, basically. Mm-hmm. And they were really long and skinny. They were sh- I don't even know. It shaped like a T-shirt cannon or something. <laughs> I don't know what has that shape. <laughs> 
a great analogy. <laughs> so, so there were some like wonky egg to body size ratios yes. happening there. Because, like, I'm thinking of like the kiwi, which has yeah. like a truly absurd egg to body size ratio. It lays an egg that's like the size of the kiwi, like wow. truly distressing. Yep. So, yep. like, it's it's at least reassuring to know that some things that bizarre uh, existed that back then too, and could plague. Dr. Anning in her residency that she has to really kind of get in there because <laughs> there's a t-shirt cannon she has to bring out of a, a Gallimimus-like creature. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the kiwi uh, is the perfect example. The, the if, if you ever get a chance to see an x-ray of a kiwi with a full-sized egg inside it, it's insane. I don't know how it moves <laughs> wow. at all. <laughs> wow. Uh, now, there would also be... Um, uh, I happen to know from uh, um, my stepfather, who uh, was on the show at some point, we were talking about that a little bit before the show, um, who um, used to uh, run, the, he was a physicist with uh, can in cancer wards, so using radiation to treat uh, cancer. Um, do we have, is that at all the kind of thing we can find in fossils? Can we see cancers? Yeah. Sabrina, you're, you're nodding. Oh, yes. There's been a few finds of, um, we know that they had some kind of cancer, but it's like Garrett, you, was, you were saying earlier, where it, it fossilizes, right? So it ends up in the bone, and yeah, it's uh, I don't uh -huh. know. It sounds gnarly. Yeah, I think they're called <laughs> osteosarcomas when they're mm -hmm. bone yeah. growth uh, cancers, and yeah. there are some characteristics different between osteosarcoma versus other like osteomyelitis and other types of tumors on bones. So they do their best. Again, it's like we don't have a great modern comparison but you find like another bird that has a tumor growth and you think it looks kind of similar so yeah oh yeah interesting interesting they would have had um, work your your stepfather would still be busy <laughs> yeah yes yeah. i imagine the size of the uh uh what do they call them the uh the accelerators or whatever the, the uh, mri machine okay. yeah all that yeah imagine an mri machine or a cat scan um it would be, yeah, again, the size of, uh, it would be like, a, imagine putting an airplane maybe or a school bus <laughs> through an MRI. That's how big that thing would have to be. Um, it would well, be as big as nice. a, go ahead. Oh, go I was going to say one thing that's kind of nice is they could probably use even like, you might need to have to some extent a range of MRI sizes, but for the most part, like you can kind of, like for monkey science, when they have to put a monkey in an MRI, they use a human oh. MRI machine. Ooh. So we could probably get away with just one really big one in this hospital. It just has to be, you know, able to handle whatever the standard range of dinosaur is that hospital might see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I can imagine a telescoping one, you know, sort of. It can. It has an, has an iris in it. It can adjust its size to whatever, <laughs> whenever it needs to be. Um, uh, having been in an MRI once, the noise, the banging... <laughs> Which is incredibly loud. Boy, the banging in the dinosaur size MRI one would really, you would definitely need your earplugs. And uh, I'm sure they'd be listening to, um, I imagine dinosaurs listen to hard rock. It's <laughs> <laughs> right, like classic rock. But I don't know hard rock. Um, so, lastly, as we wrap up, what might be uh, kind of what might be one of the most exciting events that happens in this hospital? It, were oh, there yeah. were there any mass well <laughs> asteroids coming down um but uh w were there any situations where you had like a mat like if uh, a bunch of dinosaurs ran over a cliff or into a uh, sinkhole or something like that yeah i yeah, yeah I, th I think probably when we get a lot of fossilized dinosaurs is often from when like the banks of a river break and flood wow. an area mm. so that might mm. be a situation trying to not have them get to the point of being fossilized, you know, sort of rescuing them from floodwaters. Right. Oh, I was thinking predator traps. If there's um, some, a, like a few herbivorous dinosaurs die in like a, a really muddy area and then it attracts some predators and then they get stuck and then that attracts more predators and they get, and then uh. you just end up having like a bunch. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, you could maybe rescue them from that fate. Wow. That's Didn't amazing. know that was a thing. I lived in L.A. for a little while, and I know, as a lot of people do out there, of course, the La Brea Tar Pits. Well, there's even a whole science fiction show about it, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's full of all kinds of um, animals that would get too close yeah. to the to tar, and they would fall in. Um, so, yes, well, thank you. Um, Matt, do you have any, any words of uh, encouragement or uh, admiration for uh, Dr. Uh, 
Anning and, and her well, hard work Well, I mean, today. just the, the sheer range of skills um, that Dr. Anning has is pretty stunning. Yeah. Um, but this whole thing reminds me of this um, famous, possibly apocryphal story um, about Margaret Mead, when somebody, the anthropologist, who somebody once asked her, you know, was the first sign of human civilization. Um, and she said it was a, um, uh, a femur that had been broken and then knitted again afterwards, healed up. Um, and her argument was that any human being living by themselves who broke a femur would simply die, right? You could never recover from that. So the fact that um, this person did and lived on after that um, shows that they were being taken care of by a community. Um, so I'm wondering if it would be the same for the dinosaurs. Like, what would you do if you found a dinosaur who clearly had been taken care of um, in this way, would we have to change the way we think about the dinos? There is some evidence that dinosaurs uh, were social and may have helped each other. I think there was one, wow. well, I think it was a sauropod where it it lived a long time with a number of injuries and a number of uh, sicknesses. And it could be that it was protected by the other sauropods in some ways, or maybe they even brought it food. Oh. Wow. Wow. So it's already a thing. <laughs> it could be. It's really hard to know for sure because <laughs> yeah. it's really hard to figure out behaviors of animals that are long, long dead. <laughs> yeah. But that's fantastic. Can we start like an ancient aliens type conspiracy theory that the dinosaurs were actually actually had hospitals and socialized healthcare? <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a market niche here if you're looking. Yes, yes. I could I can imagine that in the hospital there are dark jokes about uh we're going to heal you because we don't want to see you wind up fossilized and in the uh, <laughs> museum of <Yeah>. history <laughs> and science. Uh, we know what happens in the future to you guys, so we're going to try to stave. Although ultimately, in the end, we are all fossils. Or if we land in the yeah, right, we're lucky, yeah, the right drying yeah. conditions. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gabby, do you have any last um, uh, questions or thoughts or reactions? Uh, one yeah. in general, this was super cool. I, I think, like you guys, I was super in Jurassic Park as a kid, and actually, one of my first mentors in science, like she was a virologist, but uh. she loved Jurassic Park. Uh, so I think, like, most scientists I know can, like, cite Jurassic Park as, like, <laughs> one of the things that catapulted them into science. Um, but my my one lingering thought is that um, medicine is full of the interesting stories of taking care of people because it is the intersection of science and customer service. And so <laughs> at that intersection is a lot of ridiculousness and... A fascinating look at the human condition, but now I'm imagining that with dinosaurs, um, it's like you got what stuck up your butt, that kind of <laughs> cloaca, because it's yep. both. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, I am imagining that like there is a lot of heavy size for Dr. Anning as she's going through the triage room. It's like, this is the third time you've been back here with a tooth in your face. Yeah. You have something you need. You need to go live somewhere else. That's a bad neighborhood. Get, get out of Baltimore. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So that is just my, my thoughts about this whole thing. That's excellent. That's excellent. Um, Garrett and uh, Sabrina, any, any last, uh, any last uh, thoughts uh, you would uh, have about this whole situation? Well, I thought it was or interesting. Emotions. <laughs> you mentioned the emotions, how like the fossils um, might be a warning sign. And by the time, if we're doing this in the late Cretaceous, that means that most of the dinosaur fossils we find now were already fossils. So they could potentially have dug huh? up fossils and like have them. It's like a like a scared straight sort of program. Like you're talking <laughs> about getting bit in the face. Yeah. Don't end up like this guy. We have this fossil. <laughs> That's excellent. That's or brilliant. they could be training. I imagine that might be one way that they learned how to heal. Mm -hmm. Or how the doctors, you know, the doctors, as we said, would study those fossils almost like old uh, textbooks. Yeah. Sabrina, you were going to say. Oh, I, I was just thinking, yeah, on the emotion side, that that could, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of highs and a lot of lows and a lot of stress, I'm sure. Um, I'm trying to think if there'd be anything that come out of, like, something totally new you, you never see uh, before. But I, I think... Let's see, between like the cancers and the uh, broken bones, I, I think I, I think Dr. Anning would have it covered. Like 
it it would be difficult, but I have faith in her. <laughs> yes, yes, she can work in any department, any department, including the maternity ward. Each one of these, by the way, is going to be a reality TV series. I <laughs> Great. Um, thank you, thank you both, uh, Sabrina and Garrett from uh, I Know Dino. Uh, do you guys want to give uh, just give a little plug for the show? Tell people what it's about, how they can find you, and you guys are on Patreon as well. So we are, yeah. Yeah. That's uh thank you. It's at I know Dino. Everything's I know Dino. If if you haven't um figured it out by now, we're a show about dinosaurs. <laughs> 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 There's a new dinosaur discovered pretty much every week, so that's the kind of stuff we talk about. And uh it's really great that thank you for having us on your show because this was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Totally. Oh, this has been such a blast mm-hmm. having you guys. Great. Um and uh, we are also on Patreon, patreon.com. So you guys would be patreon.com slash I know Dino, K-N-O-W-D-I-N-O. And uh, we are patreon.com slash what the if. Um, and a thank you to all our um, Patreon supporters, including new ones who joined us last week. I think Bill was the most recent one. Bill, mm-hmm. thank you for joining. Um, and uh, check it out. We got all kinds of merch. Nowhere near as much as I know Dino. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you, these guys have the best <laughs> <laughs> a ton of good stuff over there. Um, but we have T-shirts and hoodies and mugs and, and all kinds of crazy things. Um, so, uh, Matt, would you help Garrett and Sabrina now understand we have a closing ritual. Again, the safety protocols require us to mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, well, I don't know right. what. what how, how do we describe it, Matt? Um, so after changing the universe to our whims, we have to confront the consequences of what we have done. Um, so in this case, it is uh, Dr. Anning. Uh, looking up from the MRI results to realize that the new medical resident uh, is in fact the doctor she had slept with last night after a drunken night at the bar and was actually a stegosaurus and she screams out what (laughs) What? now I gotta do a take two on that because Garrett and Sabrina didn't know what was coming so what we do is we, we shout the name of the show okay yeah very Ridiculously, okay. and there will there may be echo added in post production. Yeah. I can't I cannot attest to that whether that will <laughs> happen or not. But All right, so uh, where, yeah. where do we pick this up? <laughs> so uh, no, I think we just do it right now. So in other okay. words, we have to shout to really seal this. Everybody has to join in, and I encourage our listeners to join in as well. Okay. We're going to shout the name of the show together. Mm-hmm. Here we go. What? Hit the music great there, guys. Thank you. Shout out to all our dinosaur listeners. We hope you're you're doing well, you're healing, or you're in the waiting room right now at triage. Uh, I, have, I have faith that the doctors in the, uh, the hospital there are going to help you. And um, beware the Cretaceous. That's all I can say is there's a movie called Jurassic Park. You might want to see it as a warning what happens in the future. But Or, or just know yeah, you'll come back. You'll come back. It'll, when you come back, it'll be like Disneyland. It's going to be great. No, no, no for trouble at all. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Patreon.com slash what the if. We'll see you next week. <laughs>